Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey there, motorsports fans, and welcome to another season of the NRL show. And with a few new faces, names, and voices for 2023, we have a new panel of experts, commentators, diehards, keen observers, opiners, and love of the NRL game. With our first episode, we thought we'd introduce our listeners to our new panel. And for those of you following closely, you will notice that no, I'm not Dan Frost, longtime host of the NRL show, but you'll get to hear my dulcet tones as the interim host of the show. My name's Lenny Arismith. You have heard my voice on another one of Mojo's shows, the InFocus show, and I have been a fan of the NRL game since I think perhaps my older brother had a supporting Manly because an old schoolmate happened to be there full back in 1990 and a goal kicker, Matthew Ridge. And then when another family friend ended up playing for the Bulldogs as a centre in 91, Jeremy McCracken. So, pretty much, for those of you counting, yes, I have been watching the NRL for over 30 years, and yes, they're both New Zealanders because I was born in the land of the long way cloud. Today, we hear from a cast of the new NRL show for 2023. I'm quite excited about the season ahead and our panel. Therefore, welcome to our first panel member, Gabby. So my name is Gabby Hotham and I am from Oberon, New South Wales, which is about half an hour out of Bathurst, New South Wales. Most people know Bathurst from like the supercars. Um, I'm not a fan, but... Um, rugby league has been a part of my life for forever. Um, my dad was a rugby league player, just amateur country rugby league, but he was pretty good. I hate to admit that, but he was pretty good. Um, he was a die, is a diehard Raiders fan and I avoided the Canberra Raiders brainwashing and from a very young age become a Melbourne Storm supporter and I am a diehard Melbourne Storm supporter. Um, grew up following... Billy Slater, idolising Billy, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Greg Inglis. Um, I always knew I wanted to have a career in rugby league. I initially wanted to become a physiotherapist, but in year 12, I sort of got steered down a different path and become uh, got into exercise science at uni. So I did that degree first and then um, got pushed down the path of research, which worked out well because... During that time I was doing my exercise science degree, I was following around my local rugby league club, the Oberon Tigers, and strapping and being a masseuse and running the water and working for the junior rugby league as well. Um, I was also a barmaid at the leagues club, so I was just fully engrossed in that world. And then, yeah, towards the end of my exercise science degree, I sort of thought I'd go down the path of research and... I did wrote an honours thesis on women working in male-dominated sports and then I got a PhD scholarship from that and I was able to sort of hone my research in on women working in rugby league, so women in leadership roles throughout the NRL. And, yeah, I really couldn't imagine life without footy. I'm a bit of a rugby league nerd. Uh, I've always watched it. I find it cathartic. I find it therapeutic in an odd way um yeah like 
growing up like being like an 18 year old girl and all my friends like out and partying and I'm there and I'm like I've got to go and check the footy score like it was weird how like addicted I was to stats and injury updates and the Melbourne Storm so yeah that's me in a nutshell and what brought me here. <laughs> nice. Welcome, Gabby. Um, I feel like um, you've increased the average IQ of this entire panel with your PhD um, oh, study. <laughs> um, so if any of us have got any, and it usually happens, science questions because you're going to be a doctor, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll mostly direct them your way. Uh, welcome to the panel. Um, great, great to have you, Gabby. Um, I'm pretty sure that you'll probably be hating on the Raiders throughout most of um, maybe hating or like just distancing yourself from the Raiders. Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I kind of imagine that you're the person that's also hating on that um, Viking clap as well. Oh my um, gosh. The that, is, that is a completely different episode, but um, <laughs> yeah, get into that but, another time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hey, Emma, welcome to the show. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What brings you to the NRL show for Mojo Sports? Yeah, so um, at the moment I live in Evanshead in New South Wales, um, but I grew up in far western Queensland. So I go for the Maroons and uh, most of my family, they went for the Broncos, but for whatever reason, I decided to go for the Cowboys. Um, I grew up idolising um, JT, so I guess that's probably the reason. Um, yeah, and I pretty much... Yeah, really just always enjoyed um, rugby league and always actually never really had much chance to play it because out there where there's not really much girl sport, uh, once you get to age 12, you pretty much have to stop. So, um, yeah, it wasn't until I came back um, to, over to the coast to go to uni that I sort of got back into it a bit more. Um, at the moment, I'm actually coaching for a rugby union team, but um, I still... Um, work with the the league, the local league team um, as a conditioning coach. So I did sport and exercise science at uni as well, pretty similar to Gab actually. Um, originally wanted to do physio, but went the sports science um, route and then ended up doing Master of High Performance Sport. Um, I went over to um, America for a little bit, um, doing a bit of an internship there and ended up coming back and now here we are. Nice, lucky us, so welcome back. Thank you and welcome to the uh, panel as well. Excited to have you on for the new season. Thank you. Lachlan, throwing it out to you. Um, I can see you sitting there in what looks, is that a Tigers polo or do my eyes deceive me? Are you a, in a West follower? Yeah, I'm in West of Sydney. Yeah, okay. I'm a West Tigers fan, always have been. A uh, long-suffering one, for sure. Hopefully this year we can do a bit better. But, um, yeah, ever since I was, I can remember, one, two, three or four years old, just going to Leichhardt Oval. And uh, more often than not, watching them get smashed, but that's okay. Still love them. Um, away from the West Tigers, my real passion is watching the lower grades and getting to local junior rep games at suburban grounds. I really like the feel around grassroots footy. And I play junior rugby league with Leichhardt Wanderers. So I'm still at school. So I'd love to get into some, some of the stuff that um, Gabby and Emma were talking about earlier, but maybe down sports management route, maybe into uni. I also love rugby league overseas, so I'm a big Super League fan, French Elite one, um, loved the World Cup last year, and I'm really keen on the expansion of the game, so really excited to see how the Dolphins go this year and where the NRL go with the 18th team. In fact, I'm going to be travelling up to Brisbane for the round one for the Dolphins Roosters game, which I'm very excited about. Away from rugby league, I love my touch footy. Um, I was down in Wagga Wagga last week for State Cup, for playing for Balmain, which was, was great. I... Just want to be able to talk about my footy and um, 
with these uh, great minds, great footy minds. Yeah, cool. Welcome, Lachlan. Um, just to um, sort of touch back on a point, which is perhaps making me feel a little bit old and anyone else who's on the panel. When you said school, did you mean high school? I do mean high school. I'm in year right. 10. Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm 100. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm like a thousand compared to all of you then on this uh, chat. Welcome, Lachlan. I'll always put pretty first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really um, intrigued as well because I have a feeling you'll be the um, Tigers statistician for us throughout this um, season. Um, every time the Tigers do really well or they win a game, you'll be the person who'll be, you know, coming up and saying, well, back in 1975, they haven't been this great since. <laughs> I love the analysis side of the game and I also have a weird passion for scheduling and stuff. Like yeah. the NRL draw coming out is probably my favourite day of the year, so... um I love the nerdy stuff um I'm I'm into that too so I feel like I'm in good company Anthony uh welcome to the panel how are you going tell us a little bit about yourself I'm from western Sydney most people probably realize from the voice um big south fan like massive south fan um well my childhood is a bit rough because we didn't win any games until like 2012. So like, yeah, <laughs> every um every game I went to pretty much lost. So yeah, it wasn't until I was lucky in about I think uh, probably year eight or year nine we started becoming a decent team. So, but yeah, like even 2006, I remember we won three games the whole year, and I was at like all three of those games. So yeah, that was like crazy, and I was like 12 years old. So, um. Obviously, the big South fan. Um, I run a page on Instagram called Random South Guy. It's like an NRL page. But it first started off as like I used to just upload photos of like people in like South jerseys at different events, and then it became like an actual NRL page where like yeah, I gained like a math following. I've got like nineteen thousand followers now. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, that's about it. Just in my spare time, I watch rugby league, listen to the continuous call team on Two GB, and just. Yeah, just follow the game, follow everything, go to every game I can, every South game I can. And yeah, I think I've been to every, actually, it's funny we got Lachlan here because I've been to every single stadium in Sydney besides Lockhart. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're missing out. Um, yeah, I know. South never play there, that's the only thing. Like, we've had two games there, like 2007, and I was too young to go. And then, like, we played there during COVID, so I couldn't get there. Yeah. I, I'd say, like, welcome um love the south um it because i live in in the west it feels like the south are kind of my default uh, yeah. like club but i mean i'm one of these annoying people that is uh, new zealand born who moved to queensland and now lives in sydney so um i'm pretty much hated by everyone around here because i support every team but the team's in new south wales <laughs> um, but yeah, you get used to it. And can I just say, Anthony, before I um, knew that uh, the Random South guy was actually a Facebook page, I would always on Twitter, because I'm a bit of a Twitter fiend, would pretty much look out for the Random South guy spot uh, whenever it'd come <laughs> on. So I mean, like in a roundabout way, I feel like I'm probably fangirling a little bit over something that you've come up with. Um, first, when I first started that page, it was like, oh, like you're going to upload photos of people in Random South jerseys and then. I was like, when I started getting a following from that, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I can actually bring my NRL like knowledge to the page. So I did that, and people started to like what I posted, and it just like skyrocketed from there. Um, who's the most famous NRL player that you've met up close? Whether it's for oh, I know a few of them. I know a few of them now because of the page. Like, I get Hasmul Mazri and Anasta, and like a few of Lottie Tikiri. 
Uh, John Sutton, I'm good friends with now. Yeah, they all like talk to me and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty mad. Latrell as well at the moment. Latrell. Yeah, like, yeah, but my favourite like player ever was always going to be like a GI. Always. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's the greatest. I've, I've met him like a lot of times too, but yeah, he's like the best thing ever for me. I think GI is like the only favourite player by every Queenslander from the South team. Oh, yeah. oh, I love him. <laughs> like, he was the greatest footballer I've ever watched in one time in my life. Yeah. Remember yeah. where he started, Anthony. Yeah, I know. Melbourne, <laughs> it was actually like, decent at Melbourne too, but like, yeah, I know. Oh, um, I just actually think about you, um, Emma, how um, you're like a Queensland Maroons fan. You must like like know about GI inside and out and his performance with the team. Um, and I don't know whether you guys are the same, because yes, I am a Queensland fan too, whether you only support teams that make it to the final four or the final eight that actually have Queensland Maroon players? Or is it the same for um, New South Wales supporters? Are you the same? Um, you know, if your team's not in the final two or the final four, you end up supporting whoever has New South Wales players? Yeah, so uh, whichever favourite um, players are left is what I'll go for usually, especially if they've played for the Maroons and I just have a soft spot for them, <laughs> usually. Oh. Um, Emma, I'm just going to jump the queue here and ask who's your favourite player of all time? Like, um, have you got any um, OG sort of player that most famous you've ever met from the Cowboys? Yeah, well, if it's of all time, um, obviously JT. And, um, yeah, my, my best friend and I are pretty big Maroons fans and we used to always go to the, like, open trainings and everything like that. So we've actually... I met him a few times and um, it was 2015. I think we went to our first open training. So for like five years after that, we would each year, we would go up to Brisbane and, and watch him. So um, I've met most of the players from that sort of the end of the, the great, the great period. The golden um, era. Yeah. yeah. The golden era. That's it. Um, yeah. I think it was probably Billy Slater was the only one that would, that we'd usually miss out on for a while, but ended up seeing him in the end. <laughs> Yeah, nice. But yeah, JT is definitely the most um, exciting for me. Okay, that's a good shout. Uh, JT is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Lachlan, what was your uh, who who who's your uh, um, most favourite or most famous player that you've met in the time that you've been an NRL fan? Um, I think probably James Tedesco. I have some really fond memories. Um, you know, I've been lucky Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, seven, eight years ago when we had all those players before they left, you know, the members' days, you'd go around and get photos with Mitch Moses and Addo Carr and Tedesco. And then, you know, a few years later, they're all gone. But um, still hang on to those photos. So it's like the Tigers um, team, like pretty much the seed team for all of the other awesome teams to like sort of pluck talent yeah. from. Is that what tends to happen? Uh, it's, what, it's what's happened in the past 10 years, really. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately yeah um love love Tedesco and anyone else please feel free to jump in um if there's one thing I'd like to see less of is his rear end which seems to always sort of come up <laughs> in nearly every single game um and like I'm, I'm one of these people who I'm watching Twitter as well as the game or following what the comments are saying and as soon as that happens there's usually like 80 instant tweets <laughs> out about it so um well, that's why was just as bad Nathan Highmarsh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was another, another baddie. And then I think for a while there, it was always who's going to have a blue. Uh, there's been a few fifths <laughs> just in the past weekend too. Uh, thanks, Lachlan. Um, Gabby, how about yourself? Um, like I said, I'm a huge Billy Slater fan. 
um, because I'm in New South Wales and I'm out in the sticks, I've, I could count the like the live games that I've been to on one hand. Um, so I haven't met that many players, but I have met Craig Bellamy. And I have a story about Craig Bellamy and meeting Craig Bellamy, which was so cool because I am a diehard Melbourne Storm supporter. So where I'm from, Oberon, Craig is actually from Portland and it's a town, I don't know, 40 minutes out of Oberon. And he actually played, I don't know, I'm going to cop a lot of flack for not knowing this. I think he might have played a season or two with Oberon. So he come back when I was working in the bar at the Leagues Club for like an old boys like reunion thing. And my boss was like, you have to meet him. You have to meet him. And I was like, okay. And I like mustered all the courage up and I was so starstruck. And I remember walking out and shaking his hand and he had like this suit on and it had tiny little like purple lightning bolts in like the pinstripe of his pants and all I said to him was, oh, my God, I love your pants. They've got little lightning bolts. <laughs> I made a complete fool of myself. But hopefully you didn't remember it. <laughs> I certainly did. But, yeah, that's probably my, although he's not a player, um, probably the most famous in terms of the NRL. <laughs> it's a good conversation starter, though. I like your pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> oh, good. good story. Good story. Um, I'm actually hoping that by the end of the season we'll have, like, more similar like more like you know sort of rush with fame um stories to share as well okay team all right let's get into it there's been a bit of movement happening around the teams uh, from 2022 to 2023 what are your initial thoughts um and what are you hoping to see for the rest of the season no i guess i actually wanted to talk to throw this to lachlan because i was like reading through the gains and the losses and Everyone's raving about the Bulldogs having the most gains across across 2023, but I think the West Tigers have made the strongest gains in terms of, gosh, they've got Uppy, they've got John Bateman coming back from Wigan, David Clemmer, Isaiah Papalihi. Like, I think that I don't know how much it'll do for them, but I think they've they've killed it in terms of, um, yeah, I think it'll steer the ship in a good direction. Lachlan, what do you think? Yeah, our forward pack um, compared with this time last year has improved like out of sight. Um, yeah, with Bateman, hopefully he can make it for round one. Still yeah. stuck in England, I think. But um, and hopefully Appy at Hooker can help out that Brooks Dewey combination or whatever that ends up being in the halves. And then I also like just the little pickups of uh, Brendan Wakeham and Will Smith. I think they're going to be really good utilities to have around the team. And Charlie Staines as well. We'll see if he ends up with a spot in the 17, but um, if not, it's still still a really good player to keep Dane Laurie on his toes at fullback. So, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, quickly, Lachlan, do you agree with the appointment of Appy as captain, given he hasn't even played a game in the colours and coming off the back of last year with the comments he made on winning his last premiership? Like, as a Tiger supporter, does that leave a bit of a sour taste or do you agree with it? Uh, look, I, I think... It's up to the coach to judge, you know, who the captain should be. You know, I don't see what's going on in the training, obviously. And if Tim Sheens thinks that he's the best person for the job, then hopefully he's the best person for the job. Um, obviously, those comments last year were out of line. But uh, I think hopefully he's learned from it. And from what I've seen since then, he's, he's ready and raring to go for the Tigers. Absolutely. Pretty diplomatic of you, Lachlan, uh, there. Um, I mean, no one ever wants to... Um, put out a, a, a you know a big sort of opinion first up but you know you're right Tim obviously has a lot of trust in his ability and leadership 
um, interesting points you've raised as well, Gabby, um, with comments that he made last year. I'd, if there's one thing I'd have to say that um, I don't think Tigers are the only players that suffer from this is um, just a bit of loose lips, um, a little bit more discipline needed around their media training, especially what they're posting or saying uh, to journalists or even just to friends. Uh, what that chat even seems to be like no longer a safe place uh, for players um, at Instagram. But yeah, hopefully he's learned his lesson and he'd be able to leave as a captain um, this season, you know, feeling that burden or also feeling that responsibility as well. Um, any, any other trades people want to talk about or um, any gains? No, well, I think mainly you're doing well. No one really had them to, to you know, to be up there this year, but from the first two weeks, that look like, you know, they're going to set the comp for hopefully so. I think they're especially motivated this year to, you know, um, definitely be up there because they had all the makings and the ingredients of it last year, obviously with a lot of injuries that plagued um, a lot of their best players. DPE was one of the few guys who were still carrying them. But uh, I think they're all just sort of decided, yep, this is our year, we're going to get out. They've obviously lost a few players. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Martin Self-All's gone to Broncos, but, you know, some people might even be thinking, you know, it's not a big loss, but... Um, but, I mean, you know, he's still that bulk that you're going to miss there in the middle for um, offensive play, so. Yeah, that, that looked really, really impressive in the trials. Um, no, you can't read too much into the trials, but I really thought after the absolute train wreck that was the end of the last season for them um, that it might continue on from there. But, yeah, it's a good surprise for them. See if they can bring it into the season proper. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I think Agreed. they'll be one to watch this year for sure. Well, yeah, talking about trials as well, like St. George was shocking. Like, wow, the first two games they had, they were awful. So, yeah, I don't know what people want to read into that. But from what I saw them, like how they were playing in that, it just, yeah, they didn't look good at all. They looked like they were just lost. And then you have that that incident yesterday at the hotel or whatever where they had the fight. So, yeah, I think that, that just shows that it's going to be like a rough year for them. I've got the match for the wooden spoon. <laughs> really? <laughs> I stopped two weeks. Yeah. If the, yeah, like, Considering the Dolphins, that's another topic of conversation. But yeah, I've got dragons for the wooden spoons for sure. Wow, that's a big call, Gabby. I'm gonna yeah, write that down. <laughs> yeah, I, I think same over here. I reckon dragons definitely poised for the spoon at the moment. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I went down to the game at, at Wollongong, and yeah, against St Helens, they they really didn't have anything to throw at them. So, is it because they're like sort of resting their players because they feel like oh, we'll wait till the big, you know the real comp happens before we start showing them just, just what um, we've got, a, you know, within our arsenal? Or do you think it's a case of they've just been a bit slacking off season, perhaps been a bit off? Um, I mean, if they're having fights, you know, off the field, you know, at yeah, the hotel, exactly. other stuff is going on? Well, one thing I like doing is, like, after every game, I like going on, like, the team's Facebook pages and reading the comments. And if you see from, like, the Dragons fans, like, they're all, you know, it's like you can tell, like, they're very poor and the, the way they play is just poor. Their defending's terrible. I can't think of how many points they've leaked now in the last, you know, the first two trial games. So, but yeah, you can tell it's definitely not a thing where it's like, oh, we'll see how they go. It's like they can tell from their first two trial games that it's not it's not going to be a good season. They're just not cohesive enough to, yeah, to you can just understand tell, what like, they need to Souths do. Going through them, Souths were going through them like crazy. Like, you know, I think we just let off in the second half, but... The first half, if they wanted to, we could have easily put like 40 points on them. Like Latrell and Cody were just destroying them throughout down the middle. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's a fair call. It's a... Isn't there like pressure on Anthony Griffin, like the coach? Yeah, there is now for sure. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, you don't want to open that can of worms, but will he see the season out? Well, how much they're paying Ben Hunt and like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he can do much better out of like a, because he's such a great player. 
I feel like if he came to like you know South or another like top six club, for example, he could be like the player he wants to be. I don't know if he's like I always tell people like I know he's earning a lot of money, but I don't know if he's going to be happy retiring without a premiership. Because if he stays at St George for the rest of his career, I don't know if he's going to win anything there. Because I don't see them like based on what I saw the first two weeks, I don't see them being the top four team, you know, or a top eight team actually for for quite a bit. So yeah, I could see him moving elsewhere in the coming years. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, you kind of want to finish on a high of your career and, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I often wonder whether he'd go back to the Broncos because that seems to be, um, you know, somewhere. <laughs> if you look at him, he's like every Dragons game, like if they're doing well, it's based on him. Like he has to have like a 10 out of 10 performance or it's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. like how, how many times is he going to do that before he looks at himself and goes, you know what, like, I deserve better, you know, and I should mm. be like a better club where I can actually play the finals footy and win a contest. Isaiah's yeah. managers probably having that conversation with him about the value he brings yeah. to the team and, you know, how he could be marketed to others. Um, I guess it the question that, is... He could, yeah, he could be like, oh, you know, I just want to earn, you know, a lot of money and retire. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it comes down to what other team out there needs, you know, needs him. Yeah, exactly. None. So he, he might actually just be stuck there. Uh, stuck is not the right word. It'd just probably be, you know, a little bit more smart and economic for him to see out the season staying there and consider a trade, depending on where they end up in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of trials games, <laughs> um, did anyone manage to eyeball the uh, Dolphins-Titans game? Because uh, I know we're like dying to talk about Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, no, I couldn't watch them. The fuck, I saw highlights of it, but I just for some reason, like whenever I tried to sit there and watch, like both of those Dolphins games, I was just like, no, I can't watch this because like because they're new and that it's very hard to watch them play football. But I think yeah, you get used to it after a bit. But yeah, those first two games they had were just yeah, the first one actually wasn't too bad because they came back, and I think they just lost or they might have yeah, there was a draw. Uh, yeah, draw. It was a great yeah, game, it was actually. a draw. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But the second, the one they had, I think the last week was a bit, yeah, bit ordinary. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because, like, um, when I was watching the match, even just the lead up to as they were getting ready, um, you know, to take to the they were in the changing rooms getting ready. You know how they always pan across to see what each changing room is doing. I think it was Gus Gold or one of the uh, commentators that said, "Well, look at this team. They don't even look like they could make a first grade side." <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was so cruel, so cruel. But, I mean, like, you could see just how pumped up they all were to be there. Um, and I thought, Jesus, this is what, like, the media is, you know, like the commentary um, team is saying about them. You know, if they do pull out a win, you know, in the next few weeks um, with all of this sort of neg um, sort of PR going yeah. on, uh, you know, it just means that they're able to sort of get over um, some of that um, that mental, um, you know, external of challenge that comes from a lot of scrutiny well i always think like when the titans first came into the comp like i was a bit young boss remember remember it like vividly like did they start off that battle did they like they you know were they like a decent side because they would have probably went through the same thing that dolphins are going through now but yeah, yeah. i think they just went to the finals in their first season if i remember correctly which i don't think i am but um i was just wondering as a cowboys fan emma what did you think of that first trial against the dolphins to be honest with you, I actually missed the game, so I'm really not sure how they went at all. Um, but yeah, for it to be a draw, um, they can't be too bad. 
Um, yeah, I feel like Cowboys kind of has that habit of having close games, though. Um, and it is that sort of going to be that new Queensland rivalry, I guess. The Cowboys have always had that with the Broncos, and maybe that'll be the another similar one. But, um, but yeah, I missed the game, so I'm not too sure how they went. Sorry, I was just going to say, why wasn't Wayne Bennett at the game? Like, can any, has anyone got any more information on that? He wasn't at, like, was he at the first two games the Dolphins played? Uh, I, I think, think he went to the second trial, but um, yeah. that first trial, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm not sure why, but um, mm. I think Christian Wolf is a very capable assistant coach. Oh, 100%, but you would think, like, yeah, he's yeah. I was going to say, I did watch the Cowboys-Broncos game. Um, you know, just coming back to your point in before about the rivalry between uh, Broncos and Cowboys. Um, I'm a hardcore 2015 grand final will always be the best game that I've ever watched a rugby league in my life. But um, I just kind of felt like the two teams um, actually really brought it on the weekend. It was just good to see speed, you know, kick and chase. You know, they're always kind of like neck and neck with each other. But I think like stepping back from all that, it's actually kind of nice to know that the Dolphins is just another uh, Queensland team that's actually making up the competition because, um, you know, Lachlan and Anthony, you know, you guys probably grew up with always having so many uh, Sydney sort of or New South Wales based teams that we're making up the competition. <laughs> so it's nice that we've got, you know, Titans, Dolphins, Cowboys, uh, Broncos. Is there another one I'm missing and I'm just being a poor Queenslander? Don't know. But, um, I thought you were a Warriors fan. I am a Warriors fan. Oh, but, you are okay. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, Warriors, um, you know, for the last couple of years, you know, we've all just sort of been excusing their performance, um, I think, because of everything going on. And now with the recent disasters and stuff that's um, happening, displacement, flooding, and such, I don't know what sort of a team they're going to have ready for the season, to be honest. Um, like, there's so much stuff that's happening to them off the field, uh, like with families and commitment and life. You know, how is it going to be for a player to try and concentrate on, you know, still training, getting to facilities, um, you know, for the season coming up when there's still a lot of uncertainty about, you know, family and, um, and you know, communities back there. So, look, if, if I'm going to pick um, which team is probably going to show up 50% of the time um, and maybe, like, pull out a few wins and, um, and you know, be there for their fans, um, you know, I'd probably say that Warriors will probably be 50% there. I said to say, I love them. Um, I was there for their first game when they played at home. But, um, you know, look, I'd love to be surprised and I'd love them to prove me wrong. I, I love that this year the, they're taking um, a lot of games around New Zealand. I think they've got games in uh, Napier and uh, Christchurch, Wellington, yep. uh, if memory serves correctly. Um, so hopefully that gives them a bit of a boost and gets fans out to the games. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm happy about that for sure. Well, hopefully. I think you had a big year from Sean Johnson. Like, you need a massive year from him. Yeah, yeah. He needs to really turn up this year because, like, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, I think. I think a lot of people put heaps of pressure on Sean, um, kind of like what they did for Isaac Luke and perhaps what they yeah. did for Stacey Jones. I mean, and, and you know, in a roundabout way, it's kind of what they're doing with, um, with Hunt, you know, over at Dragons. Like, it can't just be one person who's expected to be the playmaker and, you know, finding opportunities for this. When, like, I will watch, like, the Sharks playing on the weekend and every single player on the field in attack was trying to find opportunity. They were trying to make stuff happen. Um, you know, it's it's not just one person. It's a whole team. So, uh, you know, definitely fair 
spared um, you know, comment to you about how he needs to pick up his game. But I'd like to see everyone else on that side pick up their um, their game quality as well. I think the uh, the appointment of Andrew Webster as head coach is, is an interesting one for the Warriors. I'm really not sure how that one's going to go, but I guess time will tell. It's a bit early for me to sort of convey my thoughts. Um, I'll, I'll take your diplomatic response, Lachlan, and say... Um, obviously, he got picked for a reason, so uh, we've got to trust the uh, the leadership and the management who made that call. Can we talk about Souths for a moment? Sure. Definitely. <laughs> Anthony's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What's good and what's bad about Souths coming into 2023? Uh, uh, yeah, they're good. I think the bad thing is they haven't made a lot of signings. Like I think we still need like, one more back, but... Like, the rest of the team, it's pretty much the same as last year. And I think last year, because we're missing the troll for a lot, like, finishing seventh wasn't, like, a good representation of our season because we ended up making, like, the prelims. So, I think, yeah, this year, if we can just have the troll, like, fully fit and ready to go for, like, the whole season, we should win plenty of games and we should be a top four side again and hopefully is, another prelim. Is Latrell pretty much the the uh, the playmaker for the South side? Yeah. I mean, is he really like, the linchpin? Well, I watched. I went to their training about oh, about three weeks ago, and I was watching him train. And yeah, he was like every backline play. He was like on the end of it, even on last tackle they were going to him to put up some bombs and kick like general kicking. So yeah, definitely like it's, he's one of those players. It's like GI when we had the English for them. Those so many years, like they're just irreplaceable. You need those players in your team to be a top four side. So yeah, like if we can have him fully fully fit for the whole season, like I think we'll actually do pretty well. I thought I saw something um, recently about um, Burgess coming back uh, on as an assistant coach. Is that right, or did yeah, I? Yeah, he was. When I went, yeah, yeah. So when I went, when I went, to, when I went, to, when I went to watch him train about two weeks ago, they had him, uh, John Sutton, as like the assistant coaches. So yeah, that was pretty mad. Yeah, uh, just on that same vein, as if I just bounced over to the Tigers, Lachlan, I think um, Benji's doing a similar type of role over at the Tigers. Um, and like the Tigers actually performed pretty well, um, you know, this past weekend. Um, are your hopes pretty high for what the Tigers are going to be able to pull out for the remainder of the season? Uh, one thing I've learned as a Tigers fan is never get your hopes up. But um, <laughs> this, this season, yeah, look, we've got a plan. Um, we've got a premiership winning coach. We've got um, some club legends helping out who are, you know, ready to take the reins in a few years. And I think we're in a much better position than we have been for you know the past five years so um whether that translates into results or not we'll see but yeah certainly a lot of positives gabby yes what have you got on your sort of list of what's good and what's bad for your team what do you want to see change um the injuries are not good straight up (laughs) um Um, yeah having paps not start it almost was anticipated. I thought it was anticipated he wouldn't start, but and then obviously Justin Ollum getting injured in the first trial wasn't ideal. Um, but I'm fairly confident in Melbourne that, like, we didn't have Pappenhausen for the last half of last year, and Nick Meaney stepped up. And I think if we can get Paps by the end of the year, and hopefully Ollum's back, and if we can just sort of push on through, I think that. Um, to have Pappenhausen for the finals can almost get us over the line in terms of hopefully making the big one. When you say the big one, you mean the grand final, yeah? Yes. Definitely. I mean, the <laughs> storm, I think the storm is 
they're still, uh, well, maybe they're not as young as I thought they were. Um, but for a relatively young team, they've certainly had a lot of appearances in the grand final. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not a punting person, but if any of you are on here, I mean, has anyone already seen what um, what they're tipping for, whether um, Storm are going to end up at um, at the end of the oh, year? Oh, they're definitely a top four. Like, they're being a top four. Yeah, 100%. So who's um, sort of like at number one at the moment? Uh, I think it's Penrith, Roosters, Souths, uh, Parramatta might be there. Parramatta, Melbourne. Wait, did you say Souths is number three? Is that real? Or did you just throw that in there yourself? No, no, no. They're just top eight. They're there. there. (laughs) Yeah, even after the trials, I think Melee and Al block into that top five, top six race. Um, I have even um, inklings that DCE might be, I don't know, he he must be getting tired. He's the oldest on the team. Um, Well, among the oldest on the team, you know, he's sort of moving into that age where, you know, injuries sort of hang around a lot longer. Um, You know, there's um, young talent coming up who are probably sort of, you know, nipping at his heels. I'll be interested to see whether, um, you know, he ends up playing a full season, actually. Uh, A lot of people say he's like the drama. I don't know if it's like still going on now, but even like there was an article a couple of years ago with Anthony Watmo. They're saying like he was like the main issue at the club, like it was all about him. And that was the reason why the team wasn't, you know, getting along or doing well because, you know, he wanted to make it like all about him and he wouldn't take a pay cut like to keep the other players there. He wanted to like make sure that he was earning like, what he what he was worth and stuff. Are you like talking that. about DCE was was yeah, um... Wow. Like if you go on Google after this and you like write Anthony Watmo, Cherry Evans, the article one, I guarantee it will come up. Yeah, I'm sure anyone who's listening will be doing that right now too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like Anthony, yeah, Anthony Watmo was saying like he was just, you know, it was all about him and, you know, he wouldn't sacrifice to keep the premiership team together and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Um, Emma, your team's the Cowboys. Uh, do they need to leave behind, stop doing? And what are you excited about for the coming season? Oh, um, I'm always pretty optimistic, um, very quietly optimistic. I think we did a lot better last year than a lot of people were expecting. Um, I don't think anyone really expected us to make it as far as we did. With the signings, like, to me, there's not really anyone that's super jump out as like, yeah, it's going to make a massive difference or anything. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. I think if we can just show up consistently um, and not get injured and sort of there is going to be a few new new people in there and a little bit of a change-up of the team, I think they just need to make sure that they can actually work together um that's the main thing really because it's not i mean to me there's not anyone that's amazing stand out like yep that's a star that's really going to change the game or anything so i think as long as they can kind of work work t- together and become a team then we'll hopefully do all right but i'm always a little bit more optimistic than um than i probably should be <laughs> with them <laughs> so i guess we'll just see how they go in the first few rounds i, I think you quite... deserve to be optimistic they killed it last year yeah, they were very unlucky to miss out. Like they were and just it, unlucky that Para were on. That <laughs> robbery. <No>. Yeah, <laughs> some may say yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I they're, think they're, they're good. Uh, they're solid. Yeah, and you've there are a few dynamic players there who um, you know like they just seem to find wherever the ball is and make things happen. Um, I was pretty impressed with Drinkwater. Um, yeah. You know, he always is a bit of a standout and him and Falcon have a really good combo going on. Really surprised as well at how Nanai is just always around for some, you know, some path out of nowhere and his hands always seem to fly it. 
find it. So yeah, no, I'm really, really quite impressed. And um, Holmes is always a reliable performer as well. Um, yeah, as long as he's not injured. <laughs> yeah, like he's a fit guy as well. Um, like I, I found him impressive during um, Origin last year. Um, and, you know, even after Origin, you know, back to club, you know, he was still in fine form. Most guys, whenever they come off, um, having played, you know, the Origin set, you know, they're sort of limping around a bit or getting rested. But Holmes was pretty much um, still in top form. So, you know, he's a reliable, reliable uh, guy for the Cowboys. Okay, let's take a moment to talk about the Broncos. Just going to make another bold statement, and I think they'll make the top eight. I reckon the Broncos are going to be in the top four. Ooh, that's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, and the reason why I say that is because Stags is coming into himself, I think, as a player. You know, I think he's going to be someone who's um, – I think he'll end up being like a little bit of a monster for uh, for uh, the Broncos. Also, they've had like really good – um, cohesive combos that have been working quite well for the Broncos. They ha- tend to have a really good culture. They spend a lot of time and you know really sort of fostering that amongst their players. But Arthur's uh, one of the young players saw him take a path and you know saw him as well. Um, just you know his footwork and as he was on the field, you know he's another up and coming player. And I have a feeling that the Broncos will be getting to the top four because. I think they've locked down that um, the, the various combos and that cohesiveness that makes the team work really well. Even though you've got old guys like Oates still around, he's always around to catch that loose pass or that big kick um, and ship that comes at him, you know, and he always gets there to the line. Um, yeah, I, I just have this feeling that um, this year might be the year for them uh, in terms of pulling out some magic. I was just going to say all they really need to do is lock in the number nine and yeah. make that consistency and... The signing of Reese Walsh is going to be huge. So, sorry, Anthony, you go. No, no, you're good. I think Adam Reynolds needs to have a good season. Like, can't get too many injuries and stuff because I think most of their gameplay is like based on him. So, if he like turns up and has a full season, they'll do well. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, having him on the side last year really, really showed just the difference of having him on. Um, and then, you know, obviously with all the injuries that sort of happened at the end of the season. Um, you know, bad luck for them. But apparently he's quite effective off the field as well as on the field. You know, he's pretty much operating, um, as I understand it, and, you know, much like a, you know, technical advisor, you know, semi-assistant coach sort of role while he's being rested at the moment. And he's able to actually sort of help the players get over, like, you know, game nerves um, and also just thinking about, um, you know, like eyes up footy. I know they talk about eyes up footy all the time, but, um, you know, a lot of that experience because he's been playing for a long time from South, your old, your team. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, like, I mean, like he brings a lot of that um, experience and insight, which I think uh, the team really values. And like, if I'm going to be honest, like living in New South Wales now, having been in Brisbane, like I realise it's the same country, but man, two completely different states, completely different attitudes. And I find that that's the same in sport as well as in business and other culture. So I, I just think him him is like the sort of the New South Wales insider who's working on the Broncos team. He's able to just sort of say, this is how New South Wales teams train. These are some of the things that they look for. This is how you can mitigate against that when you're on the field and how to make sure that you're prepared for it. So I think having him um, at the Broncos has been quite beneficial and of value. 
Well, that's pretty much our show, guys. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, Lachlan and Anthony. That's the team for the NRL show for this season. And as you can tell, we're pretty keen to discuss all things NRL. Hope you like the new format and we have all the usual social media places you can get a hold of us to send your questions, thoughts, input and feedback. We're trying a different format this season. I'm not sure if you can tell, but hoping you can tune in. Subscribe and download our episodes and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and many of the other channels we have. You can find details about our hosts on our website, mojosports.com.au, and all the handles on social media. Until next episode, feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us spread the word. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourself and each other. This is on Spotify as well, not just like Instagram. Uh, what is this on Spotify? Yeah, like the podcast. It's on everywhere you listen in to your podcast. <laughs> Put that in the intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>